0: being joined now on the great midwest bank hotline he is our radio.com sports nfl insider former nfl gm michael lombardi uh, brought to you by the dell technology small business pod podcast series available on radio.com forward slash dell thanks for coming on michael appreciate it no thanks
1: for having me I appreciate it hope you have a good day
0: uh, yeah, we're hanging in there. The NBA uh, coming back, uh, I think, makes all of us uh, a lot happier. We'll give Sports Talk Radio mm-hmm. something to talk about outside of all this negative stuff that's been going on. I, l- let's start with some of the negative stuff uh, that's been going on, obviously. A lot of talk now about Colin Kaepernick, uh, the knee and all of what's been happening the last couple of years and how it was handled by the National Football League. And in light of now recent actions and being back, uh, brought back to the forefront do you think the NFL handled that situation the right way the first time around? Well,
1: I mean, look, you, you can't no one could argue that Colin Kaepernick doesn't belong in the NFL. If you just watch Luke Falk play for the Jets last year, or if you walk watch any of the bad quarterbacking that went on, I mean it's hard to argue that Colin Kaepernick, who was, you know, twenty two yards away from going to a Super Bowl you know, went to a Super Bowl with San Francisco, was uh, not qualified to play in the National Football League. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what the reasoning people can put on it. I don't know what the league office is saying. But f- as the optics of it, you know, certainly it could not have been handled any worse because let's face reality, you know, that he wasn't in the league. Now, some people could argue that, you know, Seattle offered him a contract. It was a minimum type deal. He didn't want to take that okay, there's there, there's that, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, you know, the the quality of some of the quarterbacks as it relates to the other players, it didn't justify the means. Yeah, Mike, I want to ask you a question. We had a question about, because um, uh, I don't want to get into the Drew Brees stuff because about him and Aaron. I don't want to get into that player on player. But I do want to ask you a question. If you pick five guys for the franchise for uh, the Packers, And you can only pick one quarterback. Now, we had a, you could pick anybody you want, but some, a lot of people say they would put Brett Favre as the quarterback for the entire franchise. I mean, for a hundred years, they would pick Brett Favre over Bart Starr and me and Gary had a conniption. I mean, are we (laughs) off base or I mean, would you put Brett Favre and who would you put on there? Well, look, you know, my last name is Lombardi. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. come on, you're asking me that question. I mean, I put Ray I on the team. I put yep. Jerry Kramer. I put Fuzzy. Thursday
2: Thank you. I said
1: Jerry Kramer. Okay. I put I put them all. I put I I would even put Chuck Mercine on, who ran the ball Chuck down to the one yard line. <laughs> of it. Chuck ball, you know, So you know, I mean, look, you, you know, I, I think winning trumps everything, right? In in any sport, yeah, I think yeah, you have yeah. to have a You know, your level of play is based on winning, and I think Bart, obviously, you know, Lombardi rescued him, didn't even think he was going to be the quarterback when he took over the team in 59, and they came through. Different game, understandable. But look, what quarterback gets sacked? Nobody really remembers this about the ice Bowl. Star was sacked nine times in that game. Could you imagine what you guys would have done to Lombardi on the radio, on talk radio, that Monday morning after Star was sacked nine times? You, they would have been ripped like A oh, horrible. He got Pro Bowlers in the offensive line. He got Hall of yeah. Famers in the offensive line. But here's the one you really would have ripped Lombardi on. He went for it on. He went for the sneak was on third down. He went. The oh. sneak was on third down. You would have killed him. Oh my God! How could you go for that on third down? You didn't give yourself a
2: chance on fourth down. Oh man, no, I would. I would agree with you on that. Uh, Mike, <laughs> looking at looking at. Uh, you look at Major League Baseball, NBA. We talk about they may start up. What does that season look like for the NFL? I mean, I know they're really far behind. It feels like they're just keeping it moving. But w- you think there will be any dust up with the with the players union, with the players association versus the owners about getting this thing started? You know, I think we sh- I think we can start it. Here's where I'm concerned the most
1: about it is I don't want to start and then have have problems. I don't want to waste time on preseason games. I know everybody wants to pad their wallets in terms of the preseason games, but I hate to think we're, we're loading, uh, you know, we're, we're getting ready to go through a month of meaningless games when we should probably just keep practicing amongst ourselves and not run that risk until we get into the actual, we know where we are in September. Now I know it doesn't look good on paper and I know, What the owners, what fans have, and I wrote about this for The Athletic on Monday, and it was soon followed by a couple other columnists this week. But what people don't, fans don't realize is the implications of the pandemic on the salary cap in 2021. It's going to be really, really, it's going to be a carnage out there in terms of players getting cut because teams are, the cap, are all expecting the cap to go up based on the new TV contract, based on all that. And without fans in the stands, without that revenue, Schefter reported I I've set budget thirty million of a decrease next year in the cap. Schefter's saying it's between thirty and eighty million. Oh. You know, and if that's the case, there will be a lot of players unemployed next year just because teams can't afford them.
0: So, do the players strike then? Possibly if they if they reduce the cap by that much and say we're all not losing our job over this.
1: Well, you, you, your partners. How do you strike with your partners?
0: How $80 million do part, dollars is a lot of money, dude. I mean, these quarterbacks the are all making a the ton. Cap. They're not going anywhere. A lot of these other the guys is- are making six or seven million. They're screwed.
1: They really are. The cap is tied to revenues, it's not an arbitrary number. You know, it's tied to revenues. I mean, it's tied to now maybe they could borrow revenues from future years and put them in and we lower, lower the cap. I'm sure there's a thousand ways they can work on it. But there's going to be a substantial problem because if you're a partner, which the players are, they share revenues, 48% to 52 That revenue that you're losing because Lambeau Field won't have any leaps in it is significant.
0: Nice worry to play
2: in Leroy to that one. That's good. <laughs> Nicely <they> done. <laughs> because he's good like that. Hey, what's your thoughts too then, maybe with with the fallout, what we got going on in our world today, we talked a little bit about Kaepernick. What's your thoughts on maybe this, circles back and come up again, how do they handle if players still want to kneel?
1: Well, I think, look, I I think there has to be some movement. I I said today on my podcast, the GM Shuffle, I read a speech Bobby Kennedy gave in South Africa called the Day of Affirmation speech. It's one of the great speeches of all time. And if anybody has a moment, they should read it. He begins the speech with a paragraph describing what many people think is South Africa. And in the last sentence of the speech, he says, I'm, I come, of course, I'm referring to the United States of America. That was 1966. We were talking about the same problems. We need to stop Twitter, stop the Twitter sayings, the, the quotes, all this. We need actionable differences mm-hmm. in our lives. We need to make a difference. And I think that's the most important thing we can do since 66. Till now, we haven't really changed very much. The Civil Rights Act came in 67. But for the most part, we haven't advanced what we've had the problems, and we need to do it, and we need to take action. And, And it can't be with slogans. It can't be with anything other than that. And I think coaches and players and staff need to understand that. We need to really, we the people, we the people, that means everybody.
0: You know, talking with Michael Lombardi, Radio.com, NFL uh, Sports Insider here on the fan, Radio.com, Sports, NFL Insider. M- Michael, I'm seeing a lot on social media today that a lot of these teams are having their Zoom meetings. And I know the Bears were a part of it. The Lions were a part of doing this. Opening up the the, the conversation in position groups or whatever and having the conversation uh, about the topic at hand that we're talking about. Uh, never a good time for any of this to happen, but for the NFL, this, this gives them a lot of time to have this conversation and open up every avenues of conversation in NFL locker rooms that probably have happened, but maybe not to the degree they're about to happen.
1: You have to have the conversation. It's important. It's 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 part of life. It's, it's part of the society we live in, and we, as a generation, have to make a difference for the next. We obviously, when I talk about the 66, that generation didn't make the improvements we need to make. And we need to do it. Look, the great look. Lombardi refused to take his teams on the road in the South when they couldn't all stay at the same hotel. You know, Lombardi was, was faced, his brother was homosexual, and he was always bothered by the fact that his brother was tainted by that. And he grew to a society where he grew up in New York, and he didn't appreciate some of the things he was called because of was an Italian ethnic, and he wanted to make sure that, that we didn't live in a world where his team didn't live in a world that was in that same manner. And that's what we have to do, and that's why the players, the players, the Green Bay Packers players, loved him because they saw that. We need that. That's what we need.
2: We no, need
1: that. We need that.
2: No, I would agree with it. That brings me to... Uh, and LaRoy didn't want to talk about, it, but Drew Brees released a statement today. And right now there are a lot of players going after Drew, Drew Brees. And when you want to try to create a team, not everybody's going to think the same. How, how hard would this be on front office coaches now because of what's going on and guys are going to speak out to get these guys on the same page, though, but with different beliefs?
1: Well, I don't know how we can have different beliefs. I think the belief is we, the people, we all have to come together and unify. I think that's the main belief we have to understand, and we're never going to get anywhere divided. I think team teams unite. It's called united. It's those are the teams that are hard, hardest to beat, the teams that have purpose, the teams that are building for something, and that's what coaches try to do all the time. And I think there has to be if people want to protest. The the, the the injustice in America, and they feel like the kneeing is the problem, then maybe there's another way to do it. Maybe it's not about the flag. Maybe it's about some other way. But you can't change people's ability to express their opinions, and I think that has to happen. And, and I think that we all have to understand that we need to do a much better job, all of us, and we can't. Michael Lombardi, as a, as a white middle-aged man who grew up in a in a white community can't really understand or speak for. You know there's a sign when you walk in the Patriots locker when you walk in the Patriots building it's just speak for yourself. Well too often through this problem, through this problems we have people trying to speak that are speaking for other people they're not speaking only for themselves and I think that is an issue.
2: You know last one let you get going Mike what what's your thoughts on this whole maybe Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love type situation when Rodgers knows or mostly feels that Rodgers may not end his career here with the Green Bay Packers and that they may have the next quarterback in waiting. How does that situation play out for the Packers and how does that work for Matt LaFleur knowing that, you know, they drafted this guy? Well, oh, I think the power broker in Green Bay really is is Mark Murphy I think I think Mark Murphy is
1: symbolic of what most of the NFL is all about is there's a guy who has all the power but plausible deniability. I think that that's where you know people miss the boat completely. I think that you know when Murphy changed the dynamics of the front office of the Packers, he did it so that he became the king you know and he became the guy who's going to make the change and he's going to have the organization in his direction. Does that include Aaron? I don't know that, but I do think that that's the direction. You know, I think there is some foresight in terms of getting a younger player, but I also think that sometimes Aaron's been difficult for them to handle. But I think all the strings, LaFleur's not pulling these strings. This is above that. LaFleur may take the heat for it. Gutekes may take the heat for it. But this is coming from the president who's operating unlike any other president going back to before Lombardi showed up in 59. So he wants to be the guy, and he's chasing what most people want to do is I want to run an NFL team. I want to run it like an athletic department. I want to be the guy. Everybody has to come to me, and that's the way it's going to be, and he doesn't have any owner to tell him he can't do it. No doubt
0: about it. Uh, Michael, thanks so much for coming on. Everybody can obviously check out your podcast, The GM Shuffle, available now on Radio.com, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Thanks so much for coming on, Michael.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You bet you Thanks, take Mike. care.
0: There he is, Michael Lombardi, our radio.com sports uh, NFL insider. Insider calls are brought to you by the Dell Technology Small Business Podference Podcast Series, available on radio.com forward slash Dell. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline as your passion on growing your home. Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935.
2: Why? Why? If you Why? have
0: T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop